quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found the idea of connective parenting, and I was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with all rewards and consequences, and just being a safe place actually work. I mean, really work. It moved the behaviors of my children, and it felt good, really good. For the first time, I began to enjoy parenting, felt deeply bonded to my kids, and received so much more love and affection, especially from my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace at home using the idea of connection. I love helping other parents in my private courses, online classes, and right here on this podcast, find success like I did over 10 years ago when I began using this approach. Join me each week, either alone or with a guest, as we explore the complexities of raising connected kids in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you are here. Today, I want to talk about how my burning desire to be a good, quote unquote, parent drove me to forsake my children and our relationship. My desires to be thought of as doing a good job and my desire to be praised for my parenting really overshadowed everything else. I needed to be thought of as successful as a mother and that success in my mind, and I know also in society's mind, was measured by the behavior of my children. And I really bought into that idea. And I think partially I bought into that idea because I grew up in a house where you were punished when you did something wrong and that created shame. And I did whatever I could to stay away from that shame. And part of staying away from that shame as a mother was to have good kids. And so if the outside world thought of me as good and well-behaved and socially acceptable or thought of my child as good and well-behaved and socially acceptable, that I would in turn be thought of as having everything under control. I would be thought of as doing a good job and I needed to be thought of that way because I needed to avoid shame and I needed to fulfill that perfectionism. And society told me that and I believed it. 
And I also thought the way in which I could achieve this was to control my children. I had to have children that would be good and do as I asked at all times. They had to be respectful and kind and well-behaved at school and with their friends and with their siblings and with any adult that they encountered. And I could not stand to have any misbehavior. They were not allowed to misbehave or make mistakes. They had to be, quote unquote, good. If my children shamed me by acting out or not doing as I asked, I was obligated in my mind to make them pay because I didn't want it to happen again. And I had to also show society that I was doing something about it. Society would reward me if I did something about it, if I reprimanded them, if I punished them, if I made sure that their misbehavior was told to all was wrong and that I didn't let them get away with their acting out. I had to lay down the law by punishing them or shaming them when they did something wrong. And when I did that, I was praised and thought of as doing a good job again by society and in my own mind too. Because again, I grew up in a family where you were expected to behave at all costs. And I didn't. I acted out quite often. And outside of my house, I was well-behaved, but I was terrified of my teachers and other adults and anyone with authority. I never got in trouble anywhere except home. When I became a mom, there was no way I could feel the shame of doing things wrong out in the bigger world. I would go to great lengths to avoid that shame and that embarrassment, that same shame that I felt as a child. I would do whatever it took to stay away from that. And part of whatever it took was forsaking my children. I would not let them shame me and I would not let it happen again. Then the only way I could avoid the shame was to be thought of as the best mom and to be praised by others and revered as knowing what I was doing. I would exert control in order to make that happen. And if they ever exhibited any off-track behaviors, I would quote unquote, nip it in the bud by punishing or bribing or threatening. When I went to this place of dominance and control, I would do it with praise and rewards and threats. I would use star charts and punishments and eventually I would yell because yelling would scare them and it worked to some degree for a while. So if I needed to, I would raise my voice, mostly in private because I needed to have control of my kids at all times, even at home. Are you looking for ways to parent without yelling or threatening? Do you crave to understand connection and how to use it in everyday practice with your children? Is remaining calm a challenge and staying away from shame hard? I can be helpful. I've been there and I've also helped so many parents overcome their parenting challenges with my one-on-one programs of either six, eight, or 10 weeks. We dive into what's specifically difficult in your own family and I tailor ways to help you remedy them using connection instead of conventional parenting methods. Go to www.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions and find out more about my private one-on-one courses. I'd love to see you there. ADHD affects so many of our families and finding the right care can be a challenge. With Done, you can get the care you need 24-7. 
At donefirst.com, you have an expert team who can help you get personalized treatment for you and your sweet kids. ADHD doesn't have to jeopardize the connection you share with your family. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, one-click refills, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0. Visit get.donefirst.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Done. Turn ADHD into your strength. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. ByHeart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. ByHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. What I never thought about was cultivating the relationship I shared with my daughters. I never contemplated the idea that my primary focus really should be maintaining the connection I shared with my children. I cared more about what other people thought of me than what my children thought of me. And coming to that realization was really hard. It's almost sad and unforgivable. I was so consumed and with acceptance and with pleasing those around me that I forgot about how important the relationship I share with my children is. It's the most important thing in this entire parenting paradigm is how your children feel about you, not how all these people in society feel about you. Who cares about them? But I did. And I forgot that. I forgot that I was trying to build a relationship and that that's why I had children was to cultivate this deep bond. And I wanted to help grow up a person with all the things that I didn't have. And it all became secondary when I focused on being the good mom with the good kids and cared so much about the behavior and didn't really focus on how we felt about each other. Now I care a little about what others think of my parenting or really think of me in general. I found peace with my childhood shame. I mean, for the most part, of course, it always rears its head and it's always kind of around the corner. And for sure, I make mistakes and don't do the right thing, but I'm coming to peace with my childhood shame and I'm trying to put it in a place that makes more sense so it doesn't affect me so much. I'm quite concerned how my children feel about me, what they think of my parenting, and I'm constantly trying to do better in their eyes. doesn't mean I don't have rules or boundaries, but it does mean that I care what they feel about me and I feel about them. And I want to create this endearment, this reciprocal endearment that we have for one another. In all of this too, I've found my humility really and learned to check my ego. And all of which has made my children's behavior way more peaceful. 
than any of the control I could ever exert would. But that still is not my goal. Their behavior is not my goal. It's just a byproduct of building the relationship. I work on building the relationship and hope that everything else comes around. And it does, not perfectly and not all the time. But in the big scheme of the world, in the big scheme of our lives, it does get better. Discontinuing the use of punishments and praise and shame and using empathy and limits and love and listening have really made the difference in our relationship. And it's so clear to me now, but it was so confusing to me before because society doesn't do us any favors and nor do our upbringings. Often we are have upbringings full of shame and my shame dove me into doing whatever I needed to do to avoid feeling shame. And even at the cost of the relationship I share with my daughters, my childhood shame really informed the way in which I interacted with the world and eventually the way in which I interacted with my daughters, diving me into seeking perfection, even at a very steep cost at the cost of my kids. I now know and I work hard on our relationship I share with them and I screw up all the time. I've yelled even recently and I've done the wrong thing and I have even shamed recently and I know better. But I also know that it's not what I want to do. It isn't my daily interaction where it was before. And I know that the relationship is the gold. That's really where we find our contentment and that the behavior is just the icing. I want to tell you if you're out there and you're worried about what society thinks and you're doing whatever it takes to be the good parent that you don't need to because I'm sure you're doing an incredible job. Even if your kids aren't behaving, you're a great parent because their behavior doesn't inform what kind of parent you are. So if you want to know more about connection, you can also check out my other episodes, most especially number one. And the first 10 are all about the ideas of connection. Also my Instagram, if you don't follow it, it's really an incredible place to find just a daily dose of connective parenting. I have a Facebook page and a private Facebook group where you can join the private Facebook group and ask questions and engage with like-minded parents. I also have an IGTV with a lot of little videos that are great. And if you really want to find more cooperation in your home and you want to use connection and you want to dive deeply and you want to get it all done right now, then take my one-on-one course. It's an incredible way to jumpstart your entire journey in parenting. I know it really helped me and it's helped a lot of people in this community. And so I'd love to guide you into finding a new perspective. I have a six and eight and 10 week course, and I'll link everything in the show notes so that you can easily find it. But also in my IG bio, everything is linked there. I'm wishing you a wonderful day. And thanks for listening to the Peace and Parenting podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.